0: It's embarrassing. They should be ashamed of themselves. The standard is so poor. Welcome to the Sunday League podcast. Firstly, the Del Boy, the podcast. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, Scott. Uh, Been a a long week. No
1: calling this week, to be honest. Uh, Yes, surprise, surprise. Uh, I've got a a squash tournament. The squash tournament I won last year. So I've got it on Saturday. So I've stuck to my guns and said I'm going teetotal for... Well, last year I did a, a month. This week, I'm struggling at five days, to be honest. But, when did uh, you
2: go a month, T-Total?
1: Yeah, I know. Hence why I won it. Now, uh, now I've been put in a category that was higher than the last one, and I'm the, the lowest ranked in it. So mm. I think I'm just going to just have my ass whooped, to be honest. <laughs> but, no, looking mm. forward
0: to it. Thanks, guys. Best of luck. Secondly, Rodney,
2: Dave. No, it's Harris. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks, Scott. I'm, I'm still, still a bit took back that Dan was apparently teetotal at one point last year, which I cannot believe. <laughs> uh, I, I'm sure he makes out he's having blackcurrant juice, but there's some vodka in there. I or wish something. I've got the shakes. But <laughs> are you on the beers? Yeah, I am on. Um... Back on the lilies, which you could probably look at this and think it is just Robinson's, but it's uh the rhubarb one. I got that one out, uh, it's uh very, it's very nice. Oh, that is good. I do like, I do like lilies. I was on the lilies on uh Friday night after the Leeds game. So <laughs> the listeners might have noticed when we recorded on Saturday morning last
0: week. <laughs> that was just Doing when I like rolled in. <laughs> Uh, me, boys, uh, you you boys both know your clock's changed, so this is the first pod we're doing in the evening where it's three hours, so it's half nine here, uh, and I've got to be up in the morning, so I'm struggling to have a beer, if I'm honest. Um, and I've got a big football game tomorrow. Uh, we've got a game against uh, the American school, so um, obviously the oh, big, rivalry. big rivalry, exactly, so I've got to be ready for that. So no beer tonight, but I'll have a beer tomorrow. Um, and I'll get back on it for Fair the point. That's okay then. <laughs> Boys, let's start with the mystery footballer. And come on. This week, I have purposely thought, who have I seen on the TV recently that is stupidly obscure? So I, I'm convinced you're not going to get this one. Convinced. In 2001, with his cousin, Anthony Litalik, he moved to Liverpool. His most famous Liverpool goal came against Olympi Arcos, helping them to qualify for the last 16 of the Champions League. In 2006, he joined Blackburn on loan, making 10 appearances and scoring one goal. A long career saw him taking the sights of Madrid, Sporting, St Etienne, Rostov and Dundee. Come on, boys, do you know this one? Uh, no, yeah. I'm a-
1: I, I don't know this one. Not when did you see it. him
0: on TV? Oh well, if else, he's on Canal Plus. <laughs> I'm
1: trying oh, yeah. to think. I'm trying to think what uh, nationality that uh, Anthony Latalik is. I don't. I'm I'm unsure. But uh, yeah, I've, from the comments, I'm half thinking that the Madrid bit means he actually played for Atletico. <laughs> rather than... Or or maybe, I think they've got a few teams in Madrid, haven't they? So yeah. you might be trying to catch us out there. But no, <laughs> I've I've not got any uh, ideas uh, currently. Maybe within the show, I might think of something. Yeah, we'll keep
0: thinking, but this could be the week that keeps the mystery footballer alive. Otherwise, we'll have to bin it off. <laughs> okay, boys, let's talk about the football from last week. Saturday's uh, Saturday kicked off with Fulham fans protesting at the cost of tickets. Fair play, by the way. But also saw their team fail to clear a ball at the end, giving Bruno the chance to earn Man United a vital three points. Dan, does this save Eric's job? And if so, for how long? Uh, to be honest, I think I'm not really
1: thinking that. I think a lot of the media is saying that Eric's jobs, uh. Under pressure, but I don't know how much in terms of Manchester United, they're actually got too much pressure on him. To be honest, I don't think the owners are 100 percent into the club. To be honest, so no, I, I think he'll stick with them for quite a bit longer. Obviously, the results uh, it takes a little bit of pressure off, albeit they've now played in the Champions League as well, and now that recorded this and had a bit of a humiliation last night. But no, I thought. For for all the pressure that was on Manchester United, they went into this game and played uh, pretty well. The 1-0 one, uh, scoreline and wh- what I was watching of, it was quite flattering to Fulham. I thought uh, they got away with who scored the goal. Sorry, uh, the offside goal that got disallowed. Dominate. Yeah, I thought that was pretty harsh. Uh, and me and the missus are still debating where the VAR call was actually in terms of that. I don't think they ever clarified who was offside or whether the ball had gone out or was it a foul? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, no, for me, Eric's going to be in the job for a bit longer, I think.
0: And Harris, um, Aaron Maguire was clearly concussed, um, but he also seems to have his best game. So, did the physio tell him he was
2: Pelé when he asked who he was? I mean yeah I'm, I'm quite surprised that he was able to carry on playing in that game but if, he, if, uh, if you if if you think he's been called Pelé and that's what gave him that performance then I get it I mean it he, 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 when it happened he looked like he was struggling um and then well, I, I think he got rules a bit now of that they have to go off uh, yeah well you got, like, you got he got the treatment you, you got the treatment and then I think second uh, the second half started and I think, he, I think he had like another knock to the head in, in about the 50th minute, yeah. to the point that the commentators were like looking at it and thinking, well, is he still struggling from the earlier instance, which was a, a clash with someone's shoulder? And I was just thinking, I don't understand how in something like NA, uh, NFL, that it's a concussion, it's a questionable decision um, that he gets took off. And that's... Uh, I believe that then it happened a third time in the game towards the end and the referee then made the decision saying you need to get him off because I don't think he remembers much about this game. Um, but
1: <laughs> it, It's bad when it's got to the point now that Maguire is now better than uh, Rafael Varane when he's concussed <laughs> and got a head injury and they still don't want to put Varane on.
0: <laughs> uh, do you reckon Aaron Maguire was watching the match of the day the next day going, Who's that lad at center half? He looks quite good. <laughs> he's, oh, that's he's who good. I was
1: playing next
2: to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I, mean, but, uh, I, I think it was a lucky result for Manu as well. So, I
0: know. Mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, Manu had a bit of played in there in the early half, but if you're a full, I thought Fulham did well in the second half. Um, and I can't remember the name of the lad, but he just like, they just refused to clear the ball, didn't they? And I don't think the keeper covered himself in glory either. So, um, Manu have scraped three points, but uh, like Dan said, they completely balls it up against Copenhagen in the Champions League. So, um, yeah, how
2: mean, consistent? Just, just be? going back on your ticket prices thing, Scott. Is, yeah. I'm sure I've seen something that a season ticket there in their new fancy stands about two and a half grand or something.
1: Was this at Fulham?
2: Yeah. I think the tickets yeah, are Matthew... It's a
0: pub in London.
2: But... Yeah. I think it was 100 quid
0: at the weekend or something for a ticket. It was madness. Wow. Yeah. Especially when it's on TV. Yeah. It was bloody 12 o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> anyway, turn us off now, Mikel. Saturday evening saw a feisty game at St. James's Park. Bruno could have gone, Havertz could have gone. Was the ball out? Was Gordon offside? Was it a foul? But my god, what a pathetic
2: rant. Adam, what did you make of the goal? Uh, good game. I like the fiery games. Um I think I had Newcastle to 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 win. I think I had Newcastle to win 2-0, I think. Um if I, I'm trying to my predictions. Um it definitely went out of play. I don't oh, understand why there's so many cameras. It did, I reckon it did. I, mean, oh, I don't oh, understand why it? there's so many because cameras there flat. You can't get one running down the line. <laughs> oh, there was times that I did think that. Uh, <laughs> but recent Facebook videos have shown me that uh, demonstration means it's not. So for, for 30 years, I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh yeah, I do and I also think it was a foul on uh oh, Gabriel. Come on. That was <laughs> a foul. He had his hands on it. his back. Yeah, yeah, two hands on his back, that's foul all day long. Oh, in, no matter what you're doing, he's made hands a on the meal of is it. Push
1: it to get he ain't there. as light as paper. It that bloke would have folded a paper bag off. but uh that no, hes got, he's made a meal of it, Harris, and you know it.
2: I think we should reconstruct this, Dan. See what happens if I put my hands on your back.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll stand there and you'll probably fall back because I'm harder than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but uh, if you if you're going into, uh, Mikel Arteta's rant afterwards, oh, I feel sorry for the bloke, um, um, Arteta. Just, it's just a bit, it's just a bit <laughs> pathetic, really,
0: isn't
1: it? <laughs> but. Uh, I think <laughs> what was it? I, uh, I would have liked to have seen it. Uh, his interview if they'd have probably won 2 1 and that goal had still been given.
0: But uh, interesting, so do you remember like, when, uh, the... was it Liverpool Spurs? Liverpool Spurs and Liverpool were complaining about the ref and one of the game replayed. Mikel Arteta did an inter press conference do two days later and said, You know, referees always make mistakes, we have to support them when they do well. And we have to support them when they don't do so well. At the weekend, he came out and called them all a disgrace. and said he was ashamed to be English. I didn't even know he was English. Um, I thought he was (laughs) Spanish. Yeah. So it's interesting, When it affects your club. You know, everyone's an embarrassment when when it affects Liverpool. Ah, yeah. No, no problem. No problem. But
1: yeah, other than that, I didn't think Arsenal actually. Okay, they had a few chances, but there was nothing outrageous that made them. I think other than obviously the goal that Newcastle got. I think they were probably the better team for the win anyway, if that makes sense. So I think they were the more exciting team to watch. Yeah, but um, no, overall, I did enjoy the game. Obviously, I like how scrappy it gets. It's it's nice to see as a neutral fan, like I've got no loyalty to either of them. And it's it's just setting up for a more exciting league, isn't it?
2: That Bruno guy does my head in.
0: Yeah, And to be fair, I don't think the ball went out. God knows if it was offside or not. I did think it was probably a foul. But if the keeper just is an actual goalkeeper, there's not a goal anyway, is there? So maybe if you're a Mikel Otele, you focus on teaching your keeper how to catch a football and deal with crosses, wouldn't be a problem, would it? Uh, No, Mikel, focus on that, you twat. Uh, And they kicked off with Adam's beloved Forest sending Villa packing with some help from photo shy, Emmy Martinez ending forest windless run in the meantime, Dan, what did you make of uh forest performance?
1: So I've only, uh, after the apologize, I've only watched the highlights of this. So it's a uh, limited knowledge on it as I had, uh, a party for the little one to attend. So I was just watching this on, yeah, highlights of this and uh, listening, to, uh, watching the scores on my phone. But what a cracking result this is. It's, uh, It doesn't surprise me, to be honest. Uh, if I'd have said it at the start of the season, I think Forrester are a difficult team to break down at home. I think we've been to the ground a few times and it's not the nicest of places to go, especially... If he's, I think it was quite an early goal as well, wasn't it? Fifth minute. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, they were always going to make it difficult for Villa to get back into the game. And, yeah, uh, it's, it's for me, it's not a shock result. I think, obviously, Villa have been playing very well, but forget about form overall. And, yeah, Forest have done a good job on them here. They've solided it up, up. And, yeah, and Villa have had a little bit of an off day, so... Yeah, fair play to him.
0: Great win. Hey, Harris, how does Henry Martinez make that ball go back
2: into his net? <laughs> I, don't, incredible save. I, I don't know. He's, uh, he's a bit hit and miss, isn't
0: he? <laughs> well, he won, he is. won the not goalkeeper of the year, didn't he, on the Wednesday and then did that on the Sunday? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Wins the World Cup, goalkeeper of the year, fumbles it. <laughs> it's not the best. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think Forrest turned up to do a job, Um, snatch and grab, I initially thought, when they went 1-0 up. I thought they were going to go 1-0 up early on and then sit back.
1: But then they just seemed to just repeat that
2: again in the second half. And I think the main um, catalyst to all of this was uh, the sub that they made in the 59th minute where they brought Joachie Tillemans off uh, the field. Now, after (laughs) that point, the game was 0-0, so science thing is your are that it is it's the problem at the, at the club. What and time I did they bring he should off? I think move on to new, a, new, um, a new team. What time did, did they bring it off? 60th minute walks and after
0: that. 59th. Apparently.
2: Oh, sorry. I
1: thought you said it was nil-nil at, at the time. I was like, no. No, no 50,
2: 59th the minute. minute. The goals went in the 5th and 47th minute. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I mean, so, it probably um, like...
0: For, Forrest probably deserved the win, but it's a weird league where if Villa
2: had won, they'd have been third. Uh, yeah. Think, oh, how? I don't, I don't know. They've done lot. How? Well, at my predictions at the start of the season, as you know, Scott, I got slated for putting Villa to finish ninth or tenth. <laughs> um, whether he's got connections with the club and he's in the changing room motivating the players each day to say, "I've got to prove Adam Harris wrong." Um, maybe, maybe that's what's going on here, but. It, is a, it You're right, it is an odd Premier League this time.
0: Super Sunday, I tell you what, this would have been one hell of a result. Saw Luton nearly perform a miracle, only for Luis Diaz to save Liverpool's bacon. Adam, would this have been the greatest result in Premier League history if Luton had held on?
2: Yeah, 100%. Um, I looked, I had a cheeky £5 free bet on, the, uh, on this game. So I thought... Liverpool, Luton, this is going to be all over uh, Liverpool. So I did over over 3.5 goals, so many corners, someone to score for Liverpool. An outrageous thing that mainly focused on Liverpool. Starting to wish I put it on Luton at 10-1 to because when they went 1-0 up in the 80th minute, I was like, what a waste of money. I could have been quids in here for back Luton. Only for um, Diaz to equalise in the 95th, which it's so harsh on Luton. Like yeah. I'm I, I'm not I'm not a anti Luton team. I, I do like Luton. I think they'll go down, but I I like it when there's a chance that they could beat a big team um, and embarrass someone. So yeah, I'm I'm a bit I'm, I'm a bit upset that they didn't win. Uh, and it, you're right, it would have been it would have been one of the greatest results. Uh Dan, is Darwin Nunes any good?
0: Cause he missed some absolute shockers, didn't he? Oh,
1: yeah, he did, didn't it? Uh, I th- I think he's a chap that actually causes a lot of uh, defenses a-, a big problem, and when he's on his uh, day, then he's he can be up there with probably one of the top five strikers in the league. But uh, yeah, more times than not, he's down there in the bottom five of the uh, Premier League strikers. But because yeah, what was the game where he came on as sub and did two goals? I forget. Newcastle, were
0: not it? He Came on and won the game. there yes. there
1: is signs of him being a, a great player, but I think he's he's still struggling to live up to that uh, the tag of being Liverpool's number nine, isn't he? But yeah, f- fair play to Luton on this one. It was an absolute uh, what's it's an hope for them and that they got a good goal. Obviously, hit him on the counter and just did the basics very well. We know how they're going to set up. They're pretty much four at the back, I think. Uh, They play the old school. of. They've just got big, old, solid players, haven't they? A bit like uh, when our boys won the league, to be honest. But obviously, they're not going to do that. But they're setting it up uh, just straightforward. You know what you're doing. Do the job basics well. Because they've got no... uh, I'm not being harsh, but they've not got any star players, really. This team is a championship team at best. And we know yeah, so every doing. team, every game that they play is going to be a cup final for them. And just looking at the stats here, Liverpool has 74% possession, 24 shots. And yeah, this is a, a, a once in a lifetime a game for Luton. If, if they let those stats happen again, they'll get beat by most teams in the league. Oh, to be honest. Yeah. They, they've got away with this one.
2: One, and one just... quick thing I just want to pick up on, Dan. Um, last year, when we was in the dorm, you were trying to convince us that Nunes was going to be better than Haaland, because you'd put Nunes in your fantasy team last year. Yes. He's not... Do- <laughs> yes, yes, like you're in court. You yes. in the- but let me just I ask, that. what do
1: you do a lot of when you're in the dorm? <laughs> so was well, I intoxicated well, I,
0: don't answer that question don't answer that question <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yes so uh, yeah I was, pol- I, uh, I was probably very drunk at the time of making that statement and I take it back right now
0: And <laughs> um, before we move on it's probably like uh, it came out I think about an hour or two ago that uh, Luis Diaz's dad has been released or whatever, so you know that's that's good news for him. Yeah. Great news. I yeah. don't know who had a worse time. Luis Diaz, two two weeks in the jungle of Colombia, or whatever it is, or Luis Diaz having to spend the day in Luton. Um, yeah. <laughs> Monday night football. Wow, what a first half! Red cards, injuries, VAR, goals galore, and then that ridiculous nine man high line. Spurs getting credit from the mainstream media for bottling it against a mid-table team but should we give Ange some credit for being a lad down the pub and speaking about the refs Harris is this the
2: start of Chelsea's title challenge No <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what i tell you what right I was watching that game what what a game that was the uh, the first 10 15 minutes of that it was all Spurs and I was like I cannot believe how good this Spurs side is. And they had acres as well. Every time they were breaking through Chelsea, they were open. Then you had that uh, player, uh, is it a doggy? A You dodgy. Yeah. He went in with that two-footer and uh, apparently, the, according to the commentators, that's what sparked Chelsea to win.
0: <laughs> that,
2: that tackle, <laughs> I was like, oh, I I don't think it was. I don't I don't think it was the 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 penalty the penalty call the 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 goal from whoever it was who put it in the net and then it got pulled back for offside that took way too long than it should have. Oh was it dire? Oh no, not oh, you no not Dier, that, Not that was near the end. But ah, okay, Chelsea yeah. equalised, but then he got given offside, but then. The foul on Fernandez happened. Oh, was it? Was him that scored from? Yeah, Casado, that was it. Yeah. And I'm just thinking. Even I know that that's a foul. Why is it taking the VAR so long? It's like we've got to check the goal, check the offside, check the foul. Look, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's clear that uh, Romeo is there to break his shin. <laughs> <laughs> it's clear and obvious. And then obviously the kick out before that from Romeo. It was like Beckham esque. <laughs> yeah, he got sent off for that. But it was soft, and what made me laugh whilst all that's going on, because that happened in the build up to the goal, or one of the goals, I believe, that got ruled offside, one of the five, the ten tenant, one of the five. He started getting treatment for that kick out, as if, like, <laughs> he just had his leg broken. But it's like a three minute medical injury. It's a little kick out, mate. Man up. but yeah. uh, Fantastic game. I loved it. I loved watching that. Dan, um, is, and... is
0: the nine-man press one of the most ridiculous things you've ever seen? Or is it genius? Yeah. I don't know.
1: I just think, uh, obviously, yeah, as I've mentioned, we're neutral fans to this. So I, I just think that game actually gives Tottenham a lot more credit from a lot of uh, fans than Uh, more than what Chelsea are getting. For me, I I quite like that they were still attacking at nine men. And obviously, I think the crucial miss was that, did Son have a chance at 1-1 where he's had it saved? And then, obviously, they've pretty much gone hit hit it down the other end and scored, unfortunately. But then to still be uh, pressing, obviously, absolute great finish from Eric Dyer. Don't get me, that is, if that's onside, that is a wonder strike from a centre-half. But, yeah, no, fair play to him. I think th- this doesn't solve too many problems for Chelsea. I think they'll get absolute, like, well, the floor of this weekend if they play like that again. And I still think that Nicholas Jackson's is a bit sketchy. The, I mm. think his hat-trick was all in the six-yard box. So don't start getting your hopes up about that. I still think it's a waste of money. He
2: yeah, needs to wash your mouth out with that one, Dan. So up until that game on uh, on that Monday night, I had 14 points in the fantasy. yeah. And he got day, two
1: goals all season.
2: That there took Dick Jepson out. Jackson. Jepson. <laughs> I took I took Jackson out of the team. Goes and scores three for me, gives me some points. I said to like, at work, saying, Do you reckon I should put him back in? He goes, No, he's awful. Yeah, you <laughs> you just made you just, you made the right move based on
1: the stats that had already happened. That is just a freak horror show for that bloke there. Yeah. I don't well, know. I missed he, the fourth.
2: Yeah, a chance to put four in the net. Yes, he
0: did. But
1: yeah, I still think all credit to Spurs. I think the keeper actually played very well for what the scoreline suggests. I think and yeah, it's, yeah just just there's going to be now some uh, points going forward, obviously for Postacoglu. To I think they've got Van der Ben out now. They've got Romero out. They've got obviously Udogi. So they've got three out, three out of a back four. Out now, potentially Madison Mm -hmm. out. There's there's a lot of injuries now, and it's it's going to be a difficult game at the weekend, isn't it? At
0: least he's a breath of fresh air. At least people like him. Yeah, definitely. Boys, let's look forward to this weekend. Uh, Dan, game of the weekend for you. Where are you taking us?
1: Oh, it's, it's definitely the last one of the weekend, is it? Uh, Chelsea, Man City, I think end the end the weekend with a great game. No, I'm looking forward to that. I think obviously everyone's thinking, right? Like we just uh, mentioned then. I think everyone's thinking Chelsea are now up there starting the season off because after this great result, but uh, no, I think they'll get brought down to earth with a Harlem masterclass at the weekend. Your so, score prediction for us, Dan? Uh, I have gone three-one. To uh, Man City, Cole Palmer will net. Wish he never left.
0: Yeah, I agree. Three one Man City. I do see him winning.
2: Uh, Harris, Chelsea, Man City. I've won one nil Man City. Uh, uh, hopefully, Man. Uh, hopefully, Chelsea are going to at least put up a fight uh, after that thrilling win that they got on Monday night against local rivals. So yeah, one nil Man City, but they won't. Chelsea won't do enough. What's your game of the weekend, then, Harris? It's a tough one, really. I don't think there's that many thrillers. Um. Ooh. Well, I'm I'm going to say Man U Luton just for the the trouble that Man U are in. Um, uh, I wouldn't really say it's going to be a thriller. Um, I just you just don't know what Man U are going to turn up, and I don't. I feel sorry for Luton because I, I I think every game you put them down as you you just know they're going to lose or like scrape a draw. And when it's a scrape, it'll be a nil-nil. Um, so unfortunately, I'm going to go with the the, the boring game here, Scott, and do Manu Luton two-nil Manu.
0: Ah, uh, to be fair, I'm sounding good. I've got two-nil in this one as well. Uh, not a lot for uh, that to, to me. uh Dan, Manu Luton. How do you see Manu Luton?
1: Yeah, I've gone uh, Manu to win three-one here. I think they they'll score a few goals, but yeah, that defense is still too shaky. Maybe Rasmus uh, Rasmus Hoyland got get off his uh, Premier League.
0: First goal. Oh, God, my game of the week, boys. Uh, it's obviously Chelsea, Man City, isn't it? So, my game of the week. Otherwise, Liverpool v Brentford. Um, I think it'll be a Sunday early kickoff, won't it? Because Liverpool are playing in the Europa League, whichever one they're in tonight. Um, so, Brentford, Brentford have got the chance to score a few goals. They're, you know, they're pretty open. Liverpool are pretty open. So, could be a bit of a thriller. Um, it could have a few goals in it um Liverpool I can't tell if Liverpool are good or not. I do it, sometimes I think they're very good at Anfield, aren't they? That's the thing. So I've gone three one Liverpool. Uh, how do you see it, Addis?
2: Uh, I've gone two 0 Liverpool. For some there's a reason I can't warm to Brentford at the minute. Um every time I back again really well or getting in the room. but I, I just I still see them that they're meant to be struggling this year. Uh, but they keep proving me wrong, so I have gone two near Liverpool. I hope they do prove me wrong because I don't, I don't really want Liverpool to win either.
0: Dan, how do you see Liverpool Brentford? Uh, yeah, I agree with
1: both of you comments. Really, uh, I think uh, Brentford are they're scoring goals at the moment, so there will be plenty of goals in this game. Uh, but yeah, like you, you also mentioned Scott. I don't think. Uh, Mo Salah has too many off days, and I think he had one at the weekend. So it's probably due a good game this weekend at Anfield. So I've gone two
0: on Liverpool. Okay, boys, it's time for the Tony treble in honour of my Uncle Tony. And as I said last week, there's going to be some changes based on your predictions. Uh, we've updated the prediction tables, and whilst it's good news for me overall, I'm top, I had a very bad week and I'm in last place. Adam, you won the predictions last week. So here's how it's going to work. You're going to get to predict or pick a bet team for the bet first. You can pick any team you want. Dan, you came second in the predictions last week. So again, you can pick any team you want. I have to go last. Our bet from now on is going to be made up from one team that is an outsider. Okay, so Harris, you can choose it to be yours if you want, or you can go for an absolute banker and you boys can leave it to me because I came last. So Harris,
2: where are you taking us? I'm gonna take it. I feel like this could be the outsider here because of their home form. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Fulham to beat Villa. Yeah, well, they are the outsider, yeah. So that covers that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well Villa's home form is obviously really good, so Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's probably gonna lose the bet, on, Fulham. but you have took the outsider. <laughs> uh Dan, who who's you putting on the banker this week? Well, no.
1: That that one shook me a little because I was choosing Villa as my banker. <laughs> but uh, So I'm, I'm going to have to change it. I feel like quite in quite a fortunate position not being last now, but uh, I'm going to go uh, Newcastle to beat Bournemouth.
0: Uh, and I'll round Alfred for advice to beat Sheffield United. Hey? If, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. If someone lets you pick a, an absolute banker because they want to take an outsider, pick the absolute banker. <laughs> Uh, uh, we'll get it, Will. We were terrible last week. You know, We didn't have one win between us on the treble. So, this is the week to join in. Fulham, Brighton, Newcastle. We'll get it all over social media. Get involved. This is the week we're going to make some money, boys. Huh? Boys, let's go back to the mystery football. And I've given you the whole podcast to think about it. Uh you've got some ideas. In 2001, with his cousin, Anthony Latalek, he moved to Liverpool. His most famous Liverpool goal came against Olympiacos, helping them to qualify for the last 16. In 2006, he joined Blackburn on loan, making 10 appearances and scoring one goal. A long career saw him taking the sights of Madrid, Sporting, Saint-Etienne, Rostov and Dundee. we have had, what, well, I don't know, 35 minutes or so. You got any ideas, boys, or just the mystery footballer live on?
1: I've just looked at him again and it's just baffled me even more. I don't know. I'm, I don't know if I'm overthinking it or not. I was going... No, I was probably going down the route of like Diddy Harman
0: or someone. I don't know. Okay, but- I. <laughs> it's a, uh, half of his name, half of his name is something that costs too much so you end up doing it at home. What? <laughs> yeah. That's probably better than we could... uh, Harris, a... You wouldn't Gamble, go to the cinema, Gamble. would you? You wouldn't go to the cinema, would you? It's too expensive.
2: No. Well, actually at uh, View, it's 4 99 or something. So <laughs> not too bad. It's free to illegally stream at home.
0: And you'd definitely move. <laughs> this is a uh, Florence <laughs> Cinema Pongol. Hey, I, I am I... is it Steve? It's not Steve McMahon, uh, is it? No, I just told you the right answer and you still guess it wrong. This is Who is the it? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: oh, I would have never guessed that they were cousins.
2: Yeah, they. Oh, I, I, it was on my tongue, but I just couldn't get it out enough. Oh, so... because it because of the name itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: no, that, that's a very good one. You come back with a bang, there, Scott. Well done. Yeah.
0: Get in. it.
2: It yeah.
1: lives yeah. on. It
0: lives on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give it another go next week. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. I'll find a, I'll find a happy medium, <laughs> boys. That's the end of this week's pod. Uh, we ran out of time. Um, it's been good to catch up. Uh, obviously, you know, good luck in the squash tournament, Dan. Uh, Thank you. Paris, keep on going. Keep drinking the lilies, um, <laughs> boys. Here's to another thrilling Premier League weekend, and we'll catch up next week. Cheers, okay, Scott. Take care. Cheers, both. See you later.